and welcome to the Saturday, September 17th, 2022 Toledo Rockets edition of the Land Grant Holy Land Tailgate podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tamanini. Every Ohio State football game day this season, I will be kicking off your morning with all of the details that you need to be prepared for that day's contest, whether you are watching from your couch, at a sports bar, or even if you are cheering on the Buckeyes from inside the stadium. Today, inside the Cathedral of College Football, head coach Ryan Day's third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes will host the Toledo Rockets, coached by Jason Candle, out of the MAC. The game will air on Fox at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, and unfortunately, that means that we have to suffer through what will be an interminable three-plus hours with the dregs of college football announcing the oft-confused and usually incorrect Tim Brando on the call with Spencer Tillman providing color commentary. Fortunately, there are other options for the game because, as always, the game can be heard on both 97.1 FM and 1460 AM, where the voice of the Buckeyes, the absolute best in the business, Paul Keels, will be on the call, along with Ohio State and NFL legend Jim Lachey supplying color commentary with Matt Andrews on the sideline. As of recording time, the forecast shows 79 degrees under mostly sunny skies in Columbus at kickoff with a 0% chance of rain and wind around 6 miles per hour coming from the south-southwest. If you are heading to the game tonight, maybe jot down this information. The Horseshoe's Wi-Fi password for non-students, faculty, and staff is OSU Fan Wi-Fi. That is lowercase OSU, capital F, lowercase A-N, capital W, lowercase I-Fi. As always, Ohio Stadium gates will open two hours before kickoff, so that is at 5 o'clock this afternoon. The doors to St. John Arena will open four hours prior to kick, or 3 p.m. today, if you would like to make your way inside to get the best seats possible for the Skull Session before the band's festivities get underway at 5. Starting at 4 p.m., Fan Fest will start on the South Lawn outside of St. John Arena. Today's ramp entrance will commence at 6.30 p.m., officially kicking off the pregame festivities, and the band's halftime show is entitled The Top 10, colon, Ohio Stadium, which will lead directly into a very special Tabitle Alumni Day quadruple script Ohio. Always a treat to witness that. Even though sports betting is not yet legal in the Buckeye State, let's turn our attention to the lines for today's game, which opened with Ohio State as 31.5 point favorites, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. There has been the teensiest bit of movement, and the line now sits at 31 points even. The over-under is set at 62.5 points. Ohio State is 0-2 against the spread this season after failing to cover against both Notre Dame and Arkansas State. However, the Buckeyes have covered the spread in each of their last seven games against teams from Ohio. The Rockets are 1-1 against the spread, failing to cover the 47.5 points against Long Island University in their season-opening 37-0 win, but they did cover the 28-point spread in their 55-10 victory over UMass last week. Perhaps of note, each of Toledo's last four games against teams ranked in the AP Top 25 have gone over the total points line, so keep an eye on that 62 and a hook. The Buckeyes and their opponents failed to hit the over in both of their games, while Toledo is 1-1. Looking at a few individual player prop bets, DraftKings set the over-unders for C.J. Stroud at 328.5 passing yards, 3.5 passing touchdowns, and half of an interception. They've also got Trevion Henderson at 92.5 rushing yards and half of a touchdown for his over-unders. In terms of receiving, they have Jackson Smith and Jigba at 107.5 yards and half a touchdown, with Marvin Harrison Jr. at 73.5 yards 
and half a touchdown as well. Based on these numbers, it is clear that Vegas not only expects JSN to play, but also to be healthy and effective tonight. Whether that will happen, we don't exactly know because the Ohio State program no longer releases availability reports ahead of game day. Of course, we do expect to get one in the hours before today's kickoff. One of the biggest things to keep an eye on will be, of course, how Day and company deal with the injured wide receivers, especially JSN. During his press availabilities this week, especially early on on Tuesday, Day did say that there was a chance that not only would JSN return, but also Julian Fleming and even Cameron Babb could be available to play against Toledo. However, just reading the tone of his voice, it sounds like Jackson is the most likely to return, followed by Julian and Cameron. That being said, I would think that JSN will have the shortest leash with Wisconsin on the horizon next week, probably get him some time to knock off the rust and then be ready and healthy for the Big Ten season next week. As you likely remember, Ohio State's most dominant defensive lineman so far this year, Mike Hall, suffered a bit of an injury against Arkansas State last weekend, but all indications are that he is completely fine and will be ready to go at game time. Another major contributor potentially returning this weekend is cornerback Jordan Hancock, initially believed to be one of the top three corners likely rotating with Cameron Brown opposite Denzel Burke. Hancock has been out with what is believed to be a hamstring injury since the middle of fall camp. If he does return this week, it comes as a rather auspicious time in the OSU cornerback room. Not only are the Buckeyes thin at that position, even on their best day with only six scholarship corners on the roster, but CB1 Denzel Burke has had a bit of a rough start to his sophomore campaign. While both Day and defensive coordinator Jim Knowles have reiterated their faith in Burke bouncing back from a pair of rough games to start the season, the insertion of a healthy Hancock into the rotation could give Knowles and position coach Tim Walton some much-needed flexibility at cornerback should they need it. Turning our attention to the Rockets, in June, they re-signed former Ohio State forward Jay Sean Tate to a three-year $22.1 million contract. Wait, I'm sorry, what's that? Wrong Rockets? Oh, my bad. The Toledo Rockets are 2-0 on the young season with a 37-0 Week 1 win over the Long Island University Sharks. I swear that is a real FCS team. They play Kent State this weekend, and one of those teams will get their first win of the season. The Sharks actually just moved from Division 2 to FCS in 2019, so I will forgive you for not being aware of the Sharks' existence. In Week 2, Toledo beat the aforementioned University of Massachusetts by a score of 55-10. The Minutemen, of course, are coached by the iconic former defensive coordinator for that team up north, Don Brown. Toledo is the only team in the MAC to have opened the season with two victories. Toledo is led by dual-threat fourth-year sophomore quarterback Daquan Finn, who is on the Maxwell Award watch list. He has thrown for 388 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception on 61.1% passing in his team's two blowout wins. He is also the team's leading rusher with 138 yards on 19 carries and three scores. His leading target is junior receiver Jerwan Newton, who has 164 receiving yards and a score on eight receptions. Toledo comes into the game with the 16th ranked scoring offense in the country, putting up 46 points per game. Flipping over to the defense, statistically, Toledo is one of the best units in the country. Now, we've already been through their opponents thus far, which are 
less than impressive. So take all of these rankings with an entire Great Salt Lake, but they are currently fourth in the country in total defense, allowing only 183.5 yards per game, and they are tied for second nationally in scoring defense alongside Minnesota and Tulane, giving up just five points per game. The Rockets are second nationally against the pass and 64th against the rush. Toledo is led in tackles by former Buckeye linebacker Dallas Gant, who has 20 so far on the year. Preseason All-Mac defensive tackle Deswan Johnson, I think that's how you pronounce that, leads the team with four and a half tackles for loss. Okay, after a quick break, we will get back in today's show with all of the series history, analytics, and predictions for today's game. Welcome back. Now let's take a look at the series history between these two Ohio teams. As you might have heard, the Buckeyes have not lost to an in-state opponent since their humiliating and program-defining defeat at the hands of Oberlin by the score of 7-6 in 1921, the final season played at Ohio Field. In the subsequent 101 seasons, the Buckeyes have won 50 straight games against in-state foes, including three against Toledo, 49 to nothing in 1998, 38 to nothing in 2009, and 27 to 22 in the Luke Fickle season of 2011. Since that game, Ohio State has outscored its five in-state opponents by a score of 426 to 60, and the last four have been held to 10 points or fewer. Coming into the weekend, every team in the Big Ten East is 2-0, while only Minnesota is undefeated in the West. Ohio State is currently 40th in the country in total offense and 68th in scoring offense. I expect both of those to go up this weekend. Conversely, the Buckeyes are 23rd in total defense and 20th in scoring defense. For what it's worth, they are tied for second nationally in touchdowns allowed, since they have given up only one. OSU does have the 11th ranked rushing defense as well. Okay, let's take a look at the advanced analytics. The Buckeyes currently sit at number three in SP Plus rankings from ESPN's Bill Connolly, behind only Alabama and Georgia. The Buckeyes have the top-ranked offense and the 17th-ranked defense. Their special teams are 110th, thanks primarily, I assume, to Noah Ruggles' missed field goal in Week 1 and some subpar punt returns. Toledo comes in at 62nd, according to SP Plus, with the 77th-ranked offense and 45th-ranked defense, and their special teams are 33rd. Connolly's model does project Ohio State to win by a score of 42-15. That would be an under and not a cover for the Buckeyes if you are using SP Plus for betting purposes. But Connolly's analytics do have the Buckeyes at a 94% win probability. ESPN's Football Power Index, a different analytics system from the worldwide leader than Connolly's SP+, has Ohio State in second place ahead of UGA and behind Bama, proving that computers do not watch the games. Anyway, FPI gives the Buckeyes a 30% chance to finish the regular season undefeated, by far the best in the country, and a 26% chance to win the national title, behind only the Crimson Tide's 33.9% and ahead of Georgia's 219 No other team is currently above 6.5% to win the title, according to FPI. 
Football Outsiders F Plus ratings have Ohio State at third with a top-ranked offense and 15th-ranked defense. As for Toledo, ESPN's FPI has the Rockets at 67th, and F Plus ranks them at 63rd nationally with a very nice 69th-ranked offense and 50th-ranked defense. And finally, the most fun predictions model that we've got, the NCAA Game Simulator, spits out an average score of 28.3 points for the Buckeyes to 13.2 for Toledo, thanks to 317 simulations as of recording time. Looking a little sideways at that 28.3 number for Ohio State. But anyway, of those simulations, 18% were decided by less than 5 points, and only 2.5 went to overtime clearly the NCAA game simulator thinks far more highly of Toledo than the advanced analytics or your humble host do. The simulator had Ohio State winning 85.5% of the games and winning by more than 20 points in 40.4% of them. Now, before I get into my prediction for the game, I want to run through some of the biggest non-Buckeye v. Rocket games of the day. All times, of course, are Columbus time. First up, Fox's Big Noon Saturday will be in Lincoln, Nebraska, so that Urban Meyer can get an up-close look before he takes over the Huskers. Nebraska hosts number 6 Oklahoma today, and honestly, I would not be surprised if Nebraska won this game. How many times have we seen a team respond with an inspired game the week after their coach gets fired? And as we've often said, Nebraska has lost so many close games, they are due for a breakthrough. In the 3.30 window, number 24 Penn State will visit Jordan-Hare Stadium to take on Auburn on CBS, and number 12 BYU will head to number 25 Oregon on Fox. Although the Buckeyes will be playing on Fox at the same time, you might want to keep an eye on ABC, where number 11 Michigan State will visit potential future Big Ten opponent Washington. In an odd 9 p.m. start on ESPN, number 13 Miami visits number 24 Texas A&M, who lost to App State last week. And in turn, Jimbo Fisher has made a quarterback change from Haynes King to Max Johnson. Tonight, Pac-12 After Dark gives us two interesting games, San Diego State at number 14 Utah at 10 p.m. on ESPN2, and Fresno State at number 7 USC at 10.30 on Fox. Okay, back to the Buckeyes. Tonight marks Ohio State's final non-conference game of the season, and I get the feeling that Ryan Day is a little cranky about how things have gone thus far, especially on offense. His media availabilities this week give off the impression that he is going to want to prove quite a few points heading into Big Ten play. I think that you will see a concerted effort from the OSU offense to not only run the ball, but to do so especially between the tackles. The offensive line has struggled to open up holes in the middle of the field, and even when they have, Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams have all too often opted instead to prematurely bounce the ball outside, which has worked at times, They, but it seems like they want to hit home runs rather than want to take the play that is in front of them. So I think that we will see the type of running performance that Day and company promised all offseason. Mean, nasty, tough, and between the tackles. I also think that that will happen because Toledo is going to have to deal with the return of Jackson Smith and Jigba, making covering the OSU passing attack even more challenging than it already is. In turn, of course, opening things up for the running game. I think that JSN will play for the first two quarters but exit at halftime, even though Day will keep the rest of the starting offense in the game an uncomfortably long time to get them more reps. Some star will probably get hurt at some point in the third quarter, and everybody on Twitter will get upset about it, myself included, before Day finally opts to bring in the second team. 
On defense, I think aggression will be the name of the game. Look for at least four sacks and the first two takeaways of the season for the Buckeye defense. Stroud will throw for at least 325 yards and four touchdowns, one to JSN, one to Big Marv, and one to Cade Stover. That fourth one, take your pick. It can go to anybody. Also, I think we will get two rushing touchdowns as well. Ultimately, I'm going to go Ohio State 49, Toledo 9. All right, that's all that we have for today. As always, Land Grant Holy Land will have you covered before, during, and after the game. I will be mashing buttons on Twitter during the contest, so please follow and share your thoughts at LandGrant33, your Twitter home for all of Land Grant Holy Land's Ohio State news, analysis, and sarcasm. You can also follow me personally at BWWMatt. If you are not already, please subscribe to Land Grant Holy Land's one-of-a-kind podcasting network, where we are turning out nearly two podcasts every single day during the Ohio State football season, bringing you all of the news, analysis, and discussions you need to be the most informed OSU fan possible, along with unique voices, topics, and perspectives that you just won't hear anywhere else in the Buckeye podcasting universe, for better or for worse. So, with all of that out of the way, thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always... Go Bucks.